Hello, you're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us and then dive into our community if we get time, because it's technically been two months since we've done a discussional podcast episode. So there's quite a bit of really important news that has happened. I'm not. We're not going to go through every single piece of news over the last two months, because that would be extremely long, and a lot of it's, again, two months old news, but... There's some older news that I do still want to talk about here just because as I do cover them on my YouTube channel as they kind of happen, we like to get Chris's perspective and we still want to keep, you know, the podcast listeners, exclusive podcast listeners in the loop. I don't I don't leave behind our podcast listeners because they support us just as much as the YouTube supports us. So, yes. Are you excited? How's the last two months been? <laughs> it's been crazy because we it, the reason why it's been two months, let's be clear, is because we moved to doing three part reviews and three part first impressions. Yeah. So that and then plus the music episode. So that's why there's been such a huge gap. Um, so it's been a while since we've been able to casually talk. What's the news outside of real life? I mean, um, not much. I, I've trying to balance between my games and 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 you did a live stream i did a live stream and and then ever since then it seems like i haven't been able to do another live stream i I want to i really do we need to get another cable he did a live stream with the other cable and i'm i'm convinced this point that other cable's dead so it's like we need to get a second cable to go from the uh two and a half to the 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 other one yeah quarter inch yeah something like that but no anyways uh (laughs) It's been a fun two months, uh, obviously wrapping up the old season and starting up the new season, keeping up my Mushoko Tensei novel series analysis. I, I I successfully went through the season transition without missing a week, which is great. Mushoko Mondays has become a thing. Uh, today I tried a premiere, which is interesting. It was actually a lot of fun. I think we had like 50 some people that were actually watching it at the time. Premieres, for those who don't know, is essentially where you put up a pre-made video onto YouTube but then you set a date that it actually starts and everybody watches it live and then it's published normally. And so we had a lot of people on there. It was fun just kind of letting people kind of chat about my reactions to the novel as I was going through it. I was fearful. <laughs> I don't have my I didn't have my usual entourage protecting me from spoilers, but thankfully the chat kept the spoilers out. Um, so that that was my fear, but it, it ended up working out very fine. So um, it was a lot of fun. I'll probably I'll probably keep doing that. I think that was a lot of fun to really sit there and see people's. It was really about seeing people's live reactions. I can read comments all day, but seeing people's live reactions to my freaking out about yes, how that entire chapter for this one <laughs> was completely missed in the anime. So if you're an anime only, uh, it's it's a lot of fun to really see what you're missing from the novel series that I find to be very important. Um, really cool scenes. <laughs> I would have loved to see an adapted. Well, um, and but then yeah. Even then, it's it, one of the things that's really kind of nice because I've 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 pointed at this out in in my uh, little group of uh, Mishoko Tensei graduates, um, the, the people that are protecting me from yes, bad comments. Pretty much, <laughs> it's um, my squad. <laughs> um, I'm allowed to be in that group. Andrew's not allowed to be in that group. Gotta finish um, it first. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fun for us uh, from the perspective of somebody who's uh, already gotten through the entire story, listening to Andrew and what he's picking up on um, as he's going through on through these uh, uh, chapters and and us us discussing it. And it is kind of fun. I, I, and I, I I've told told the guys on in that group of several times. It's like Andrew. It's really really hard for me to talk about anything with Andrew. I just avoid 
him all the time. Pretty much. I don't trust it, Chris. It, like, it, people don't understand. I literally don't trust Chris because he's the worst at spoilers. And he doesn't realize when he does it. So I don't, I don't get mad at him. But, yeah, I'll always go back to my statement about a certain show where he said, do you think this person's really dead? Chris. That was the worst. Okay. I, I, admit, <laughs> no, I fully that's, admit that. That's the easiest one for me to example. And it's like you, ever since then, it's like every podcast we record, I'm deleting spoilers all the time. Because, again, I don't – it's not a fault to Chris. It's just I think everybody views spoilers in a different level. What one person believes is not really necessarily a spoiler. Somebody else can say. Just by – if somebody were to say, man, I can't believe what happened with this character in volume 23 – that's enough to indicate to me that that character, anytime they're in danger, I don't think they're in danger because I know they're in a later volume. It's little things like that for me is enough that I don't really want to know. I want to know that whenever a character is in their dire straits, that character could possibly die. And and to be very, very clear, okay, um, the, something that uh, that – I when you get through this entire series, whenever I, that happens, whenever that happens, <laughs> dude, I, do I would know. say I'd be going quicker if it weren't for the fact that I'm taking notes and recording and editing all that stuff. It's just like I've, I've mentioned before, a chapter for me is it's upwards of four hours of work a uh, total, not just reading its notes, record, edit, post, all that kind of stuff. And it, so it it takes longer. But I, I do definitely see myself getting past the anime here soon. To be very, very clear, and this is this is something that I, I when all is said and done, when you've gotten through the entire series, um, I I think that you'll you'll understand that the how much how difficult and this is something that we've discussed in the in the in the group, too, is it is so hard. You have no idea how badly there is things that we want to and, and and you've probably already seen just in the parts that you've gotten through is how much is in each chapter of, of mm-hmm. how much you want to discuss it think about that but on the scale of the entire series it, there's so much especially one in particular uh part that i know everybody's chomping at the bit and waiting for you to get to that moment and it's it's there's so much that that you just want to talk about and if you uh, when you get through this entire thing and you go and you don't say, Chris, I understand why you you had such a hard time with this series, because it is it is very, very hard to hold my tongue. Well, I guess the funny the thing, I think that's the funny thing is that nobody realized that Andrew is just taking his time reading through it just because he wants to make everybody, everybody go crazy. <laughs> I'm going to take it as slow How as possible. How dare you? Why is we'll Mushoko Mondays a show. thing? No, it wasn't just happenstance that it was our record day. And so it's like an easy for me to, you know, schedule that for that day to when we're doing a recording. No, it's because I want to stagger it as long (laughs) as possible. But no, it it is one of those ones where I just want to get everything on the side done and get back into it. It, it's, It's gotten to the point now where and it's really a lot to do with just having content, new content. And granted, that's been that case. I think the only one that that wasn't really the case was volume two. I think volume two was easily the one where it was like they did pretty well on this. Like they covered pretty much all their bases. There was a thing here and there where I'm like, yeah, that was a little bit better. Like Saros in the tower. There was little things like, wow, that was a little bit more context to Saros. Why didn't they cover that? But for the most part, it was pretty well covered. But no, volume one, volume three, <laughs> volume four. And holy crap, volume five. <laughs> it's just like there's so much new stuff. And having complete chapters of just this wasn't covered at all. It's like, that's what's making me take so long. Is that there's so much for me to really dig into. And 
there's a part of my videos that is really kind of informing the masses of what they're kind of missing from the anime. But that's kind of what I think it'll end up turning into when I get past the anime is it's going to be I'm going to be covering the chapters and really digging into them. But then when the anime starts airing again, I think my videos will probably transition to being just more this is what the anime missed kind of stuff because I don't think I'm going to be able to cover the anime when I already know what's happening. I try that with Two Year Eternity and it's like, it was a cool episode. They animated this pretty cool. I remember the scene from the manga. Peace out. <laughs> like there's no content there when I can't speculate on what's coming up. But I don't know. I, I've only had a few people that are against me going beyond the anime. Most everybody, I think, are all novel readers and they're going, no, please continue. <laughs> don't wait. <laughs> I see a value to both, but I, I just I don't think I'm going to be able to stop. I just I can't get enough of that series. And that's what I was kind of mentioning with like today's video that I put up is that everybody's kind of going, no, they they probably felt it was enough that they can skip it. It's not that significant or no, they'll cover it later. And it's like, no, there's no possible way they can do this now because they've written it out of the anime completely. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it bothers me more on the idea that this writer doesn't waste characters. And this is turning into a Mishoko Tensei video or <laughs> podcast. Um, this writer doesn't waste characters. So whenever I see a character skipped, it hurts. Like I mentioned earlier, just before we started the podcast, there's this particular character in this dragon meat, uh, quote unquote, dragon meat chapter then I'm like, you know, that right there probably doesn't bother me because Rudius doesn't know who he's talking to. But it is still an aspect of like, even with that, every character is important in the series. Every character is important. So. Yeah, every, every, everything that you, you see anything. An, anything I've gotten to the point now and I joked about it in one of my videos. If I see a character's name mentioned, I write it down. Like if, if they go, uh, like uh, for an instance, in the, in the, when they were in Doldia. At some point, they're like, oh, by the way, he also had this other daughter, and she's somewhere else. I'm like, writing name down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, he didn't say this character's outright name. And if they if they said he has another daughter and she's somewhere else, I'd be like, okay, mental note, he has another daughter. But it doesn't matter. You said a name, writing it down, because this is going to be important later. Later on, I'm going to come back and go, yeah, that was that daughter they mentioned way back here. It's his other daughter. Um, they never, never waste a name. And and that's and that's what I, Which means my outline's going to get packed with names by the time I probably get done with this. And that's novel. and that's the thing that I was I was mentioning several times it's like nothing's wasted. That's the one thing that I give this this writer. And yes, the 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 light novel is a lot more clean than the web novel and and everything like that. But and and there is things that are shifted around and some things that are a little bit more flimsier and and it seems a lot That's the cleaner. thing that Chris has to worry about is like I'm like, yeah, I just got this part and he's like, um I want to mention this thing, but I'm not sure if that was moved. <laughs> like he, he has to worry about the fact that there might be – he can't just go, oh, so you got to this part. So what do you think about this part? Chris, that hasn't happened yet because it's been shifting around a little bit. Well, and, and I noted – and that was one of those things that I didn't I didn't quite realize with uh, Carbon when Carbon was going through the, the entire series. And they were saying – and they were talking about all these different things that were happening. And I was like – so where is Rudius exactly? <laughs> so where exactly is he right I mean, now? Well, and that's that's how I know roughly where you are in the story is is when you say Rudius is right here. This is what's happening. This I know. Okay, this is these things should have happened, like you were saying. They, I but when you were talking about this one particular letter, it was like, wait, that should have happened back here. Why is it over here? hold on, this is, and, and that, that's what was throwing me off. And that's why I kept asking about that, that letter. And it was like, okay. And, and then when you started talking about it, 
yes, this is this is this to me was a very important scene. And it, yes, I was kind of really peeved that it was not in the uh, the show because I believe health significance between that one and the Goblin Slayer episode are. I think they're intertwined with how important those two scenes. Was, that was there. hilarious too because the moment that they had where. Resort says, "Oh, I got a friend to go see," and Rudy is like, "Wait, you have a friend?" I'm like, "Wait, he are a friend?" <laughs> like, I literally said the same thing. Rudy said when they were in Millis was like, "Wait, Resort's going to see a friend that wasn't mentioned in the anime. He has a friend. What? Who's this?" And then it get it, it progressively gets more important as it goes along. It's yeah. like this was really important anime. <laughs> Why was this skipped? Uh, but no, to the whole name thing, it was so funny because I remember. Um, I think I mentioned it to you at some point. I mean, I think I, I said it in the video, and I think you commented on it, or somebody else commented on it. This whole this part where Rudy is, they're starting their travels in the demon continent. At some point, he says, "Oh, by the way, there is actually demon lords or whatever, kings or whatever." Yeah. And he starts he he he's talking about yeah, they are pretty much like they have their own little militia, but they're not like they don't rule the entire area. And at some point, he just name drops somebody. It's like this this huge demon that has like he's black skin and he has multiple arms, and it's like, and then he moves on. And I'm like. Right, right, name down. <laughs> and then sure enough, whenever he goes, to, when he actually runs into Kishirika, what does she say at the end? That's not in the anime. Oh, I got to go see, I got to go find this guy. And I'm like, it's him. She's looking for him. Because <laughs> he was technically the current lead of uh, Kishirishu. So it's, 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 it's crazy. Sorry, people that absolutely hate us talking about Mushoko. Uh, I, I, was, I was talking to Ira last night and I just started going off about Mushoko. And then I'm like, sorry, I just. I just I don't I can't shut up when I start talking about that sh- stupid series, and it's probably annoying the hell out of our people that listen to us and st- whatnot. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should have put a timestamp. <laughs> like we used to have to do like timestamps for whenever we would talk about Fate Go and Genshin, and now we have to put timestamps for Mashoko on our podcast. So if you want to skip this, skip it here. Um, but anyways, we do have a lot to talk about, and it's not just Mashoko Tensei. There is one Mashoko Tensei jobless reincarnation news in this news bit. Um, it's not to the anime, unfortunately, but. We do have a second season coming. It will eventually come. They don't. They don't have a date yet. I'm. I'm gonna assume probably spring, summer at the latest. But we'll see. Shoot, like in uh, about a week or so. If it comes out early, because they sometimes do that, it'll be in a week. If it's not, then it'll be about two weeks. We'll finally have the Blu-ray. Finally, the Blu-ray of Mushoku Tensei Java's Reincarnation Part One, and then we'll get to see if they screwed up the masters or if they decided to censor out certain scenes that were in the Blu-ray that was not in the anime. Anyways, I said I was shut up about Mushoku and move on, and I haven't. But anyways, <laughs> let's jump into the news that seems important to us. That should be important to you because it's important to us. It's important to you. Uh, first one we have Disney Plus has started to stream a short by Ghibli. Studio Ghibli is back. Chris, are you excited? Uh, sure. It's it's a short, though. <laughs> it was so bad because, like, they had at some point... How it all happened was at some point, Studio Ghibli posted a video. And the video said Lucas... It had Lucas Arts or Lucas Films logo. And it had Ghibli logo. And it was pretty much in, implying there was a collaboration between the two of them that was happening. And then shortly later, there was, like, an image of a... Like, out a window on a plane... And then, boom, another Im- image that has a table, and there's a... I didn't know his name was Grogu. Um, I always known him as Baby Yoda. Apparently, he has a name, and it's Grogu, and it's, apparently, he's not Yoda. I don't know. I haven't been watching that stuff. I do kind of want to, though. But anyways, it was Grogu on this table, and out of focus in the background was quite obviously <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki. It, like, 
the only thing that would make it make more sense that it was Hayao Miyazaki is if I seen a blurred out cherry cigarette because that's our ongoing joke. I gotta make it. Mm-hmm. But no, it was like crazy. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki is literally at Disney right now, or slash Lucas Films, and they're gonna work on something for Disney. Exciting, right? Yeah. And then it comes out that it's like, oh no, it's just a short. Um, it's called Zen Grogu and Dust Bunnies. I think it's like three minutes long. I think I haven't watched it. I, I'm getting like mostly negative responses to it. Some people saying it's cute, but most people saying it's just a silent film, basically, and there's not really much to it. It's kind of artsy. So I it made I knew it wasn't going to be anything crazy. I don't even think Hayao Miyazaki's even credited for it. But it's like, but they flew him over there just to get the hype up for this thing. You know they did that just to get the hype up for it. Look, Hayao Miyazaki's in the background. It's a new short. Check it out. Oh, by the way, it's not even done by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, but, of course, he is technically a co-owner or founder of Ghibli. So he is going to get involved even if he's not directing or animated. But it was a little bit of a letdown, honestly. I, I'm i not a – I've dropped out of love of, of Star Wars for a long time. So it wasn't that something related to – Baby Yoda was going to get me excited, but there was still a little bit of excitement there. I think a lot of people were speculating that they were going to do maybe a mini series of Grogu, but the early assumptions was possibly they were going to be doing an episode for the Star Wars Visions second season, which apparently that wasn't the case. They might, they might in the future. I mean, Disney has worked with Studio Ghibli for a long time, so it's not a huge surprise. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing that I see is they've they've they have this relationship between the two of them that they've had long going for several years i think um, kiki's delivery service i think it was yeah. one of the first ones seems like over. it i know the biggest one early on was princess Mononoke, but obviously spirit away was it broke box offices for an animated film and it's like if it the, ghibli is in this weird place where they have technically closed up shop I say technically because you're never going to get that man to to retire. We, we we've made that joke several times. Yeah, but he came back out of retirement in 2016, I think, for his new film that he's currently working on. So, which he's, I, I'm guessing, he's doing everything hand drawn, one one frame at a time, and he's the only one working on it, and maybe, but. Um, <laughs> he's just alone. He's like, I'm just tired of everybody. It's been like, it's, it's technically been like what, six years since he announced that he was yeah. doing that. And they, they literally got mad because he went in there and started working without telling anybody. Like, it's like this dude, he can't stop. I, I, I joked on my video about this whole situation that it's going to come a time where they just have to put like printing paper down inside of his grave with him and just say an ethernet to a scanner because <laughs> at some point he's gonna be like, all right, got a, I got a new film I got to work on. He wakes back up from the dead, uh, forbid. But yeah, I, I, because of the way that Ghibli is at this moment, because of those aspects, it's it's interesting to see that he, he he that if they have anything to even discuss with Disney. Now, Disney, I'm sure wants, and I know that they are a presence in Japan. Um, especially yeah, got Bleach. <clears throat> yeah, they've got bleach. Um, so it's, in, it's it'll be interesting to see what it is exactly that um, Disney is trying for. Um, maybe they they're because they don't need Ghibli as a 
brand name to bring their stuff over because technically they already have presence in in Japan. That I mean, that's what the whole Ep, uh, Webcop thing or whatever they called called it. That they have a basically a Disneyland in Japan, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they don't have a presence of some sort. So it's interesting to see this this what what it is that they want um uh miyazaki o- uh over there for for sure it just seemed really weird to have him flown over just for it literally happened like the next day too so it wasn't like he went over there and just like had to sign an agreement he just went over there just to go i'm here they probably had him over there before and they took pictures and then they're like eh, he's over here now it's like no he's probably back in japan already um uh, it seemed just really weird to tease it and say oh yeah by the way tomorrow it's coming out and it's a three minute short and it's like oh well that was interesting <laughs> it was interesting for 24 hours if even that uh that's that's there though for all the grogu fans uh check that out i don't know maybe someday i'll i'll eventually have some time to watch mandalorian i've heard it's good but we'll see we'll see moving on we have toe books has announced that the weakest tamer began a journey to pick up trash gets an anime adaptation um i don't know is this like what was that one um by the grace of the gods like it's a, a new version of it, lolly version. <laughs> it's it's a lolly version. Yep. Is that a lolly? I don't know. Is it a? What's the synopsis? Young Ivy can't catch a break, though she has a few memories of her past life. She was reborn into an RPG-like world in the weakest class, and of oh, I was gonna put and of course, <laughs> and worse, as the weakest rank. Big shock to nobody. As a no-star tamer, even her parents want nothing to do with her, and she soon realizes she must survive on her own. She learns to live off the land and salvage what she can from other people's living leavings. Uh, it's just getting darker. At some point, we're going to get like an overpowered ability. I know it. But, but when Ivy manages to tame Sora, a lowly slime, everything changes for both of them. There, uh, there's something special about this frail little monster, and Ivy's care will bring out the best in both of them. Yeah, she just basically, I don't know, uh, tamed the reincarnated slime guy. That's gonna <laughs> absorb everything and get overpowered. <laughs> what is this? Is like this new. It, there's two. It's twofold. There's like this new genre of we're we're shifting away from just regular overpoweredy set guys to tamers. Like, it's just, like, Tamers and Summoners the new thing for Isekais. And so, it seems like every every minute there's a new Tamer-type Isekai. I mean, we have, like, what, two this season? I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, it's fine. It's different. She looks cute. Um, hopefully, it's... It, it seems like it's maybe one of those slow-life Isekai ones, possibly. So, we'll see. I'm interested. I'm interested. Moving on. Uh, Sword, Art Online, Sword Art Online will never die. Um, is our next news. <laughs> but no, during the full dive event uh, for Sword Art Online, they announced that they are going to be launching a new digital or new original film project. So um, despite the fact that they've adapted, I think all of Progressive at this point, I don't know. I think they have. Uh, they, they're just saying, hey, look, we're going to keep milking it. So don't worry. Sword Art is one of those ones where every time I hear somebody like, oh my gosh, they've adapted all they're going to adapt. It's like, no, they're they're going to make more. There's no way they're going to just suddenly go, eh, we adapted everything. We're done. No, it's just, it's going to keep being cashed out. At some point, you'll probably have like some shorts, you know, following specific characters for a little bit, which that'd be great. 
I, we'll I, see I, the I guy. Like the... We'll see the guy who wrote um, uh, Sword Art go over to Disney Plus at some point, and then they'll <laughs> they'll be talking about um, the new the new version of uh, the Baby Jar Jar at that point. Because by that point, everybody will like Jar Jar and uh, Jar Jar will be there. There's going to be a baby Jar Jar and baby Jar Jar will be sitting on. What does it have to do with Sword Art Online? We just went through this entire thing with Ghibli. We're going to go through that with the Sword Art. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, (laughs) because we can't make crap up over here. We'll we'll just go to we turn to Japan to let them handle it. No, that's the. that's interesting. We'll see how that turns out. Hopefully we get the progressive films. I think Crunchyroll is supposed to put the progressive films on Crunchy, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on that. But I would love that because I'd, I'd like to watch those. So, because yes, Asuna's story, and it's technically progressive. like the retelling of the first whole story. And it's obviously when this writer's gotten a lot better at their craft. So I'd expect it to be a lot better wrote. But we'll see. Plus it follows Asuna. That's always good. Because nobody cares about Kirito. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> Uh, during a stage presentation of uh, at Animate Girls Festival 2022, it was revealed that the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague uh, will be premiering on January 4th. So this will be a winter show. I'm actually really looking forward to this show. Uh, for those that don't know, it's basically instead of the Ice Queen, it's it's a dude. And he's just working in modern times, and he's got this really cool co-worker that um, he really likes. And so obviously being the Ice Queen, quote-unquote, he can't control his powers, and so he freezes stuff. The only thing that has me a little hesitant is the recent trailer they released. I'm getting Shikimori is not just a cutie vibes, and it scares me. The girl looks great, and I think it's going to be a really funny concept. But I'm starting to get Shikimori vibes in like how this guy is going to probably be talking about how super cute she is all the time. And hopefully it doesn't get annoying like Shikimori is not just a cutie. But we'll see. It, it looks great, though. I'm looking forward to it. Thoughts? Yeah, it, it does look cute. I, I'm I I was kind of looking forward to the idea of the ice queen and the the um the kind of close to an ice guy. So that's kind of disappointing. But yeah, oh, it you still looks that cute. She was going to be ice queen too. Yeah, I thought she was going to be um... an ice queen, and 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 he was had a, a secret to him and they were coming together and then find out that they're both kind of ice people. So gotcha. 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 Kind of disappointing. It's all right though. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, it's okay. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that news bit. I was going to cut it because it's just an announcement for a starting date. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, moving on. We have Unma Muzume pretty derby uh, during the fourth event special dreamers. Uh, it was revealed. The anime is getting a third anime season so they're gonna keep going with this do you like the second season didn't you it was okay i thought the first season was really good um it was pa works obviously but um yeah i think they've changed studios twice now because i I don't think studio kai did the second season so it's going from like (laughs) pa works to the first season of unamuzume and then it's like second season i forget who it was and then the third season now is studio kai so i guess they're just looking for anybody could possibly animate something please handle this they're like okay we got it (laughs) We'll do this season. And then next season, it'll be Dean or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's 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 cool. Of course, that's the one that's based off the mobile game um, with the cute horse girls that race and they perform on a stage. But, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, um, I it, 
I think that they have a, a knack for pulling off these stories. And that's the frustrating thing is I, I hope that they can they, they because the to 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 be clear, the first season they had a fantastic story with uh, uh, Special Week. Special Week. And the second one the story was there, but it just what it didn't have the impact that Special Week story did. Um, so they do have a knack for kind of incorporating this whole horse girls into these effectively real life events that happened. Um, and, and so I think that they can, if they have a good story, they can pull it off. It, um, so it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the second, um, or with the third season. But when it comes down to it, basically you had a really fantastic story in the first season. The second one was, eh, it was there. Um, and they did, they still pulled off this kind of story there, um, that still incorporated the, the kind of, um, real life events that happened, but it just didn't have the same impact as the first season. So it's a third season. Let's see if they can get, hopefully get back to that first kind of. Yeah. That was kind of the interesting thing about it. It's kind of like Ken Colley where it technically incorporates these actual horses and right. they actually follow their stories in real life for the animation or the stories themselves. So a uh, correction studio Kai did work on second season. So they're only shi- They only shifted studios once. So, which makes sense because PA works is just kind of super busy right now, <laughs> which we'll get, we'll get into later on. Uh, but yes, that's cool. That's cool. Looking forward to that one. Uh, some kind of sad news, depending on who you ask. Interview with Monster Girls manga is ending in December, so it will be concluding with its 11th volume. Uh, I'm still kind of sad this has not gotten a second season, but I've I've kind of been contemplating checking out the manga, and 11 volumes is not too much to to consume through. So I don't know, maybe if I get some time here soon, I might I might burn through that. But um, just because I don't think they're gonna have another season, I think I've given up on another season. Well, I think they're gonna announce another season. It would've been done right now. Yeah, if it, if they were gonna announce a second season, it would've it wouldn't have been when they're announcing a um, completion a, a completion <laughs> of the the series because in a way, a lot of them use that as a way to bump up numbers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. unless they're looking on doing like a compilation or omnibuses, then they might. But I don't think yeah. they'll do an omnibus. Omnibus. I don't think it's that big of a seller. It's good, but I don't think it's that big of a seller. Disappointing. Yep, yep. Um, on. During a screening of Laidback Camp Movie in Japan, it was announced that it is going to get a third season. So more Laidback Camp's coming. So super happy about that, obviously. Love love the camping girls. It's really fun, quote-unquote, laid-back show. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, we're eating good right now because right now, if you're if you're a fan of Laidback Camp, you're getting to watch Encouragement to Climb, and then we already have an announcement for a third season of Laidback Camp, so... They they they're really they do kind of they they're definitely different in their own ways, but they do they do definitely feel the same with their their casual laid backness. Yeah, ca- uh, capturing the essence more than the actual. Each one of them has their own unique way of doing that, but they they both have that chill. Vibe. Technically, one's hiking and one's camping, but they still they overlap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, sad news, Chris, Birdie Wing gir- Golf Girls story is getting delayed. The second season, which was already announced for being a January premiere, apparently has been delayed to spring in April. So, sorry, you don't get to watch your underground morphing <laughs> golf <laughs> games. <laughs> we'll see what happens on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, art the an art demon's dilemma: How to love your elf bride light novel is getting a TV anime. Fun stuff. 
At least it's not an isekai. Uh, this one is Zagon is a super powerful sorcerer, but lives as a recluse. And now he faces his greatest test, falling in love. Zagon is feared by the masses as an evil sorcerer. Both socially awkward and foul-mouthed, he spends his day studying sorcery while beating down any trespassers within his domain. One day, he is invited to a dark auction, and what he finds there is an elf, elven slave girl of peerless beauty, Nephi. Having fallen in love with her at first sight, Zagan uses up all of his entire fortune to purchase her. But being a poor conversationalist, he has no idea how to properly interact with her. Thus, the awkward co cohabitational, uh, of, cohabitation of a sorcerer who has no idea how to convey his love and his slave who yearns for her master but has no idea how to appeal to him begins. Sounds adorable. Interesting. Very interesting. I, I, I got like a little bit of uh, Ancient Magus's Bride vibes, but I think it's going to be probably a little bit more comedic in character rather than the craziness of the world building that a sense or uh, ancient magus price does i think yeah it, it it it'll be funny to see that if if he's not technically a demon lord-esque character he's just so so socially awkward that people just assume he's evil yeah he's super powerful and he has a foul mouth <laughs> and he destroys any trespassers so yeah he just falls over and they think that they, he's attacking them that's what's gonna be Anyways, <laughs> the official website for D4DJ franchise has announced the series is getting a second season in January. So I know there's a few fans out there of that series. So I've heard the, the music's good. So um, check that out if that's an interesting one for you. Uh, the most heretical last, yeah, heretical last boss queen from Villainous to Savior light novel is getting an anime. This one is Pride Royal Ivy is only eight years old when she realizes that she is a reincarnation. Uh, destined to become the future wicked queen of the final boss of an Atome game. She got it all in this new life, razor-sharp wit, boss-tier powers, and influence over the kingdom as a crown princess. Determined to sow despair and destruction across the land, she... Wait, what kind of rotten future is that? Princess Pride decides to drop the maniacal prince villainous plan and protect the male love interest instead, cheating her way and saving everyone she can. With, will this final boss end up be earning the adoration of her kingdom? I, I actually like this one because when I when I seen it, I totally thought it was a sentence of a bookworm or something because she kind of looks like mine, uh, but it wasn't. It's just another it's another villainous anime. <laughs> We're getting so many villainous Otome game animes. It's, that's the other one besides the reincarnated as a tamer. We're getting a ton of villainous stories, which is kind of interesting. I didn't think that there was that. I didn't think that that was like a popular source material at some point. But again, I think it's one of those, did they see the popularity of my next life as a villainous? And then they started kind of jumping on that boat or what? But it's, it's one of those things that I think that it's a interesting concept to deal, uh, to deal with. And it, I mean, even, even I, I've already uh, popped up with Andrew and said, you may want to check out the, the, um, the next couple of episodes of, um, Taming the final boss. It's it's one of those things that having the villainous character adds a different flair to it. Um, this this idea of in in a lot of these cases so far, and, and they may do something different later on. But as it stands right now, it it adds this kind of um, aspect of 
the seeing things from that character's perspective and in in a lot of these cases they're 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 um the villainous is obviously in in most of these situations they're either um something bad happens or whatever have you and so it, it i love the aspect of exploring these characters as hey they're not so bad um they they just are it, in, in a lot of cases it's a circumstance of the situation where this heroine it, some of these villainesses are made kind of be really good characters and when the the heroine comes up they're pretty much destroying this one character uh, they're they're effectively making the the love of their life choose them over over the villainous and and they they use their their the tools at their disposal and and say what who is this uppity uh commoner trying to take over my place that i have earned my or worked at my entire life and it's yeah that sounds kind of um uh what's the term um entitled but not not necessarily i mean if you if you look at it from their perspective, these are and that's that's the thing that I think a lot of these are 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 using. It's very interesting to see these things from a different perspective that you don't normally think of. You think of it as uh, the entitled um, blondie who who has everything is is getting mad because this character who's coming uh, the the underdog is coming up. Well, doesn't technically that make the villainous the underdog? So yeah, I love it. I I, I absolutely love these uh, considerations. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just more frustrating. I think than I have with a lot of those types of stories that it ends up being something other than that is the focus in the end. But it it's one of those ones where it always kind of opens up with that concept, and it's like it fixes it so quickly. It's kind of like well, why bother opening up? But it's just like the isekai aspect. It's like why even be isekai? Yeah, I'm starting to get that feeling with a lot of these stories that are isekai as a Tommy game villainous because it's always like they kind of fix it early on. I mean, that was my kind of joke about my life. Next life as a villainous. It literally opens up with her going, Oh, I'm the young version of the villain. So I'm able to correct it now. Whereas something like, uh, I'm taming the final boss. It's like, no, it's literally like right at the point that her life goes South and it's like, okay, now she has to fix it. So it's a little more difficult. So I don't know. This one looks like it's going to be going the route of her being the younger version, realizing it. And she's able to correct the path. I'm based on the, key art i'm assuming like it has this whole vision of this is her older self that is the villainous but she's younger so she's able to correct it now i'd be curious if it has this element of that kind of jumping in and trying to push her back into the bad route like oh no this is what we're doing no this is my future you're not going to ruin it kind of thing (laughs) that would be really interesting but we'll see like i said i just i just like the fact that she looks like mine with red hair (laughs) mine mine uh, let's see what else we have here. Berserk of Gluttony novel is getting an anime adaptation. This one is Fate Graphite is one of the forsaken cursed with the skill gluttony. He is ever starving, never sated until the day that he kills a dying thief and devours the man's strength and his soul. The true hunger of fate, fate's gluttony has awakened. And if he can free and learn to control his power, he will be uh, at last be able to master his own destiny. So interesting. It sounds really dark. I'm curious if it'll actually get that dark, but um, kind of looks like the artist of um, I'm quitting heroing. Is it? Surely not. Uh, no, it doesn't list them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
We'll see. We'll see if that's as dark as it makes it out to be. <laughs> I don't know. It's is got he a saber start, character. Is so going to around it. killing people? I don't know. I don't always it's go a, for that. It's a it's a saber with a with a kirito. She actually looks more like Andrew's going to be. I don't like <laughs> ice. She looks like ice. Oh, yeah, that's true. She does look kind of like ice. Um, moving on, moving on. This one is just weird. This is so weird, and I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. But I was reincarnated as a seventh prince so I can take my time to perfect my magical abilities. Light novel is getting an anime adaptation. Um, but yeah, this one is Prince Lloyd. It's an inside joke. Lloyd. L-L-O-Y-D. Lloyd. Um, it wasn't always a prince. In fact, his previous life is one he remembers perfectly. He was a sorcerer of sorts. But... When he was forced to reincarnate, he decided to continue his studies, prince and of the realm or no. But his new life has one of its own setbacks and challenges, including being a 10-year-old. Whoa! <laughs> What's the seventh prince or sorcerer to do? Oh boy, you're a 10-year-old prince. I don't know, it's so, it, the, the, the PV looks weird. The, the art style is weird. The PV's weird. It, 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 okay, so the main character it looks like a, a, a pretty boy. And like bad, like pr- pretty super boy. Like, pretty boy. Yeah. Like, like mom went a little bit too far because he's so pretty boy. And he's got, yeah, he, he, he even fights like a girl. Um, and he's got like a bunch of hot maids, obviously, and shenanigans and baths. And then like it gets, it, it looks like it's trying to get dark with him. He looks kind of sadistic. So I don't know. It just, I, the art style and the character, it, it's weird. I don't know what to think. I mean, of it. even, even putting him, uh, I mean, the, the, your, your first inclination is okay, Shota, but it, I mean, we're taking like, when you, t- when you look at some of the Bishonens, uh, your, the Bishonen looks super like, um, in uh, Fruits Basket, some of the characters are like so over the uh, the the line of the shonen. It's like, are you really? I mean, are you really going to try and convince me that this is a male character? That's that's the way that they they've done with this. I mean, it's the this thighs is, and the legs. Yeah, and the, how he the walks way he stands is yeah. is, is feminine. Yeah, beyond feminine. <laughs> I mean. Uh, like trap lolly uh, territories, yeah, like lolly type, yeah. It, and it's it's it'll be interesting to see this, yeah, for sure. We'll see. I mean, I might I might get a kick out of the the twisted. I we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's uh, I was reincarnated as the seventh prince, so I can take my time to perfect my magical abilities. Um, thanks for making the title literally the opening part of the show, but th- that's what they like to do. Uh, good news update on Kuma 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 Bear second season. It's set to premiere in spring, so April 2023, as Katakawa has revealed. So be excited for more Kuma Bear. Yep. Um, I'll definitely be watching it. I wasn't a huge fan of the first one, but it was it was fun. It was fun enough. So we'll see. Um, some big news around Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, apparently the manga has ended on November 2nd, so all the people that have been reading it probably already know that. Um, so it's finally over. 
<laughs> the Kaguya-sama Love is War has finally concluded. Now, I think the more interesting thing that comes out of this whole conclusion of Kaguya-sama Love is War is really around the mangaka Aka Akasaka. As we find out that they have revealed their future plans. And that is basically, hey, I finally finished Kaguya-sama Love is War. I'm done drawing. <laughs> I'm done drawing. Uh, for those who don't know, technically, Aka Akasaka has been credited for writing several other mangas. They're just not doing the artwork for it. Uh, I mean, the big one right now that everybody's excited for is Ashi no Ko, which is that idol one that's getting an anime adaptation here soon. So it seems to be in their interest right now. That they just don't, they're done drawing. Um, they want to take a break from that stuff. And they just want to focus on writing for artists. So being credited as only writing for different works. And they said they're still going to be doing art on the side as a hobby. It's just that's not going to be their their focus going forward. They're going to put – they're putting their drawing pen down for the time being. So kind of obviously for a lot of people for – I guess that were huge fans of his artwork, it's going to be a big bummer. But I, I, I mean with how popular it seems like Ashina Ko is and with how great Kaguya-sama Love's War is and the writing is for that series – as long as he keeps writing, I'm perfectly happy. <laughs> I think his writing is absolutely fantastic, and so I'm definitely looking forward to uh, their future works. And yes, technically, I'm still looking forward to Oshinoko. It was so funny because I only found out, like, um, what, two months ago? It was like a month after they announced the adaptation of Oshinoko that I'm like, wait, that's the same writer? What? 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 Who was going to – nobody wanted to tell me? What the heck? So – yeah, and and I think that that's that's an uh, an interesting aspect. I mean, you can technically write faster than you can um, draw, so much, getting more probably much less stressful. Yeah, much less stressful. So getting a lot more stories out of this character or this this writer would be really fantastic. I mean, we'll we'll hopefully we don't go down certain roads that other writers tend to do. So we'll hopefully get more more. Fantastic stories from him. You'll never get an ending of Ashinoko. <laughs> he just suddenly just stops and starts making movies and games. We're not gonna <laughs> clarify my my no, I know exactly jab. what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, all all credit to Aka Akasaka. Looking forward to what they do, and hopefully this is a good turn for them. So there's a lot of fantastic artists out there. Uh, Galaxy Next Door. We have an update on that series. The official website has announced the anime is going to be premiering in uh, April, so it's going to be another spring show um, coming up. Uh, the Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation news that I talked about at the very beginning of the podcast. Yes, we have an update on Eris' spinoff manga. Apparently it's done. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they, Square Enix's Gun Gun online website has published the final chapter on October 11th, and that's apparently it. Of course, the manga was titled Eris Gets Serious About Sharpening Her Fangs. Um, this is, of course, I think it was a spinoff series that takes place after the events of the first season, if I recall what people said. But, um, yeah, it's its first and only volume uh, is going to ship on November 25th. So, single volume. <laughs> I guess that if that's enough to cover the story they wanted to tell for that manga, I guess it's fine. But I do know that there's a lot of Eris, Eris fans out there and... Her getting one volume, whereas Roxy's on what now? I think like nine. <laughs> we obviously know who's better. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I I, I think that's there is there's a side of me that would kind of wish that they can kind of do the same things they're doing with Roxy because I think with the Roxy gets serious. I believe it's pretty much her like beginnings, which is a lot to really cover that was never covered in the night the light novel 
Whereas I think Edis, I guess they could technically go back to when she like goes to school and and talks to the kids about being Goblin Slayer and then punching them to death and then <laughs> getting getting kicked out of the school. I don't know what they would cover. I guess they can cover the early years of her with Geeslein, unless the novel gets in that eventually. I don't know. I'm keeping my mouth completely and totally shut. shut. He's got to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> we don't know what the light novel covers, Andrew. Um, but yeah, that's it's a bummer, obviously. But one volume, I'll, def- I'll definitely be buying it eventually and then read it eventually. Just like the Roxy ones, whenever I can get to volume 10 or something, whatever they say to get to. Because I do that. have comments about that, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> mm Moving on then, Banished from the Heroes Party gets a second season. Are you excited, Chris? It was such an amazing first season. I <laughs> when I when I did my video on this, I had to keep myself uh, quiet because I so badly wanted to laugh about just remembering how f- absolutely furious Chris was with the ending of that first season. <laughs> like I don't I don't remember if you finished it. There was some confusion as to like you were mad because it. It ended when they were all in this one room, and the the stupid, evil, cackling bad guy guy comes in. And I think I said there was, like, another episode. I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was, like, Chris was furious. Like, he was so mad at that show. It was so funny. But, no, it's... God, it was a terrible first season. And it's so shocked that's getting a second season. Like, I have no... I have no... I don't hate the source material. Don't get me wrong. It's just I think that anime was so terribly done. Like... Half of it felt like, what are we even doing right now? They're selling these, like, these, like, ability enhancing and giving drugs. And then, I don't know, people are killing each other. Like, this one kid, like, I think takes somebody out inside the village and then they they capture the kid. It was just dumb. The whole hero thing was interesting. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of really cool I'm happy that they had the main character actually get with a girl it felt more adult than usual anime, but everything else sucked. That's like that's the thing I have to remind people. They're like, but it was a show about a guy that actually gets with a girl. And I'm like, yeah, but the rest sucked. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is there there was a lot of things that I did really like about it. And now, now that you've mentioned it, yeah, now I'm starting to remember that I did <laughs> get really agitated at the end. It, it's it's one of those things that um, the the obviously either I don't know if it's the story the the telling of the story or if it was the story itself that somebody squandered something and I I didn't like that but I I would love to see more and see if they can kind of pull everything back together because as it stands right now I wasn't happy with the ending for sure yeah they randomly find this airship and then suddenly like this girl that they just recruited apparently knows how to drive the airship and she just flies the hero back home it's like, what are we doing? I don't know where we have an airship and we're flying through the air. And she knows how to pilot the stupid thing. Uh, this ancient technology nobody knows about. And she's flying it. But yeah, the hero stuff was interesting. It was it was, it was, was kind of a... But even though they kind of just squandered at the end, it's like, okay, well, it wasn't that important, I guess. But yeah. Anyways, moving on from that. It's getting a second season, Gratz. I don't know if I'll watch it. We'll see. I guess it just depends on if some there's some interesting like story they open up with the second season with like oh we're doing this now um but yeah campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skills gets a tv anime adaptation by mappa this is kind of a out of nowhere thing like suddenly i know where i'm like wait mappa's doing an isekai really uh it's set to premiere in january too so it's, it's like they announced it and it's 
like what four months away from when they announced it so that's kind of crazy too uh also considering the fact that mappa technically is doing another anime in january vinland saga so i'm hoping at least one of them is already done or they have more than one team and so they're not going to be overworked but don't it's MAPPA. worry andrew they've got it completely in hand they it's will, they, it will be per- both of them will be absolutely perfect we, and we won't have any tweets about you, directors and, saying they have to sleep under their yeah. desk and you you're 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 when you watch both of these shows you're gonna go man these are both perfect no my ca- campfire cooking is gonna go to the wayside that's the truth of the matter i'm going to be disappointed Quietly. because andrew's perfect vinland sand sand land is gonna be perfect and he's gonna be super happy and me and my campfire cooking is gonna go to crap we'll see i mean vinland saga is going to farming and rather than vikings and stuff so everybody's kind of curious how people are going to handle that so we'll we'll have to see about that one but no they're gonna yeah that that means they're gonna come right out of chainsaw man go straight into vinland saga and this so good luck staff at mappa I, I don't know when it's going to break, but we'll see. But no, I, I think it is interesting, though, that I'm going to go cry doing... in my room. You can finish up the, the podcast. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> it's interesting that they're doing us. Uh, I think this is technically their first isekai they're going to be doing. So um, the, the key art looks like it has an interesting art style. So that makes me wonder if they're going to really lax this one. No, technically, the character art looks very normal. So maybe it's just the key art. Yeah, I think this is a key art. Looks artsy. So the synopsis: Mokura Suyoshi was nothing special in modern Japan. They never are. So when he was summoned to a world, well, no, the, technically the guy that does the Black Company, he was like making bank. So he was somebody when he was in this previous life. Um, anyways, <laughs> and Sid from Eminence and Shadow was something special in his previous life. There was somebody else that that did something similar. I mean, the Kumakuma girl mm-hmm. was it her? One of the one of the she girls. She was a stocks trader. Yes, yeah, stock trader. Yeah, but she's not technically isekai. She went back. I don't know. We, we, I still haven't gotten an answer to that one. I think maybe they'll answer it in the second season. Uh, so so when he was summoned to a world of swordplay and sorcery, he thought he was ready to adventure of a lifetime. Too bad the kingdom that summoned him only got him by mistake. Uh, not only was he not one of the summoned heroes, but his stats were laughable compared to theirs. On top of that, there's something really sketchy about this kingdom. Quote, Ah, these people are the kind that try and use the hero. Yeah, uh, he realized, uh, and immediately left to make his own way in the world. Uh, The only thing Mokura can rely on is his unique skill, the online supermarket a skill that allows him to buy modern goods in a fantasy world it's useless for combat but why like buy weapons <laughs> sure i don't know uh, i guess it depends on how much money he's got he might have to sp- he might actually have to spend money in that world and he might not have it all but anyways uh yeah able to buy weapons uh useless for combat but if he plays his card right he could lead a comfortable life maybe at least that's what Mokura thinks. But it turns out modern food bought with the skill uh, with the skill has some absurd effects. What happens when Mokura introduces ridiculously tasty modern cooking to a fantasy world like this? He gets some ridiculous repeat customers begging for more. Apparently, like a big huge wolf. Because he got. I'm I'm, I'm curious because of the way that that it's it's stated there is like 
to me, it sounds like they're getting hallucinogenic effects or something right. like this. From it does it, not translate like, in the synopsis well. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what these special effects are. That, I that think it's just really tasty. Maybe. It's just really tasty. Um, <laughs> it just took that real dark. Japan doesn't like that kind of stuff. They're not going to allow a story <laughs> like that in their Well, it, more than likely, it's like uh, they, the, very the characters get drugs. buffs or something like that is that really could what be. it's going to be. That could be, yeah. Uh, moving on. Manga creator Saiso announced that story of a small senior in my company manga is getting a TV anime adaptation. It's to premiere in 2023. This is a office romantic comedy. That centers around an employee, Takumi, Takuma Shinzaki and Shiori Katase, his short, big-chested, charming superior at work oh, who cares yeah, we're gonna about her We're going to have another Izaki-chan moment. Got an Izaki-chan. Look at, she's so cute. She's an Izaki-chan. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, obviously yeah. a lolly. You pointed out I didn't. So I, I, I we'll mean, say, they're, they're going to go. That it's we'll going to happen because she's Chisai. You know that you know they're they're going to do it. Yep, 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 yep. We'll see though. No, no other information on that one. But we'll we'll see how that we'll see if that takes over the internet from the bad, the angry, the angry people or not. PA Works has announced their next production, um, a new original buddy anime, as they call it, which is to star Toshiyuki Toyonaga. And Koki Uchiyama, which I guess if you're into those um, pretty boy shows, you're probably like, oh, squee. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that one turns out. I mean, I, I'm for it, uh, mainly on the idea that I, I trust PA Works. They do a fantastic job on stuff. I just hope it's not too pretty boy buddy cop where it's, yes, the glitter glitter pretty boys and not the actual entertaining shows but we'll see we'll see i i'm always kind of i'm very much so mostly miss on shows that are i guess targeted towards females where it's about the hot guys but we'll see we'll see toho and orange have released a new trailer for trigon stampede anime and this one announced that these series will be premiering in january so we actually have a debut for it i continue to be very cautious about this show. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into it expecting it's not gonna be good, and then I'll be happy that it's really good. Not that I say that it's going to be bad. It's just CGI. I just I can't. And plus, Kirito voice because they gave him Kirito's voice, and I can't stand Kirito's voice anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's got a lot of good animation in it. Um, obviously, Orange is one of the best CGI anime studios. It's all they do. Um, but Trigun, why are you CGI? Why are you CGI? We'll see. We'll see. Are you are you excited? Oh, I'm ambivalent. There you go. Chris is ambivalent. Moving on, Soesha has revealed uh the that the mature manga Fufu Kokan is getting an anime uh anime festa adaptation. I don't know why they're now calling it anime festa adaptations now, but that's a thing. Um but yeah. If if you're into the more adultsy animes, check that out. I think um, was was it was it the Camp Harem one that was Anime Festa? I don't know. I think it's just like this streaming site that has, I guess, more mature stuff on it in Japan. I don't know, but yeah, look forward to that one. Uh, it is a what was it at 
among us centers on two married couples who have been friends since the days they were students. Uh, the two couples go on a hot springs together as a double date, and accidents get wrapped up in a marriage exchange. So Because that's normal? Just swap and go at it, I guess. As you do. As you do. As you do. Because uh, you know that we all accidentally swap... It just falls. Oh, you just trip and it falls. Yeah, I mean, exactly. What happens? Yeah. Netflix has announced that it will be launching its new ad tier system, which, of course, we've been talking about for quite a while. Has been pretty much specu- speculated by so many news reportings, but now we have the official. It's going to be six ninety nine per month in the U.S. Uh, the tier is going to have four to five minutes of ads per hour, and uh, the it's going to be playing during content fifteen to thirty seconds in length. Uh, max. Uh, resolution of 720, which I think is good. I think originally when we were talking about it, my fear was that it was going to be um, standard def only, but now apparently their lowest tier is going to be 720, which I think is a good move for them. But um, yeah, I'm not... It's one of those things where I think they also took down, or they brought down one of their other tiers to I think was $9, I forget. But it's at this point now where it's one of those ones where it's like going to be a couple dollar difference between doing ads support and not. And I think that's now that the the lowest really to get a at least H, some HD whatsoever is no longer twenty dollars. I think that's good. I think my overall perspective of this whole ad tier shift to ads, um, this whole shift in their subscriptions to have an ad tier, the benefit I think overall is that not that they're adding an ad tier that's only seven dollars per month, but now they're adding a non-ad tier that's not insane hd qualities but is not over ten dollars so i think that's the bigger benefit here because honestly for those that are watching anime out there 720 is enough there's a lot of anime that's still done in 720 1080 at most you're not getting 4k stuff out of anime except for what just the hathaway i know thunderbolt had a 4k version i don't even i don't know if hathaway was a 4k that's pretty much it there's there's no 4K anime out there. I mean, yes, you had things like I think um um the Makoto one um your name there was a 4K version of that, but I don't think it was streamed 4K. So yeah, for anime fans, I think that's enough, and that's at least a better option than twenty dollars a month, which was just getting absolutely ridiculous. So no, maybe this will hopefully save Netflix from bleeding more. <laughs> subs i think something said somewhere where they were they got some gains so there you go everybody forgot everybody's forgotten they just moved on they're like eh, i don't watch netflix anymore anyways (laughs) pony can has announced that a girl and her dog is getting a tv anime adaptation it's going to be premiering in 2023 um actually very interesting synopsis in my opinion uh isaku never asked to be the daughter of the Akusa boss, but when her parents died in a car accident when she was five, a, her gangster grandfather took her in and raised her as part of the clan. After years of being avo- uh, of avoiding by her schoolmates, being avoided by her schoolmates because of her family ties, Isaku is finally ready to make her high school debut, live a normal life, and maybe find love. Until a loyal family servant and I- Isaku's dedicated guardian, 26-year-old Kaya, Enters high school right alongside her and vows to protect her from all the uh, all the above. Now, uh, now she's got a chain smoking, pistol whipping knight in shining armor to deal with and navigating high school. Besides, what's a young lady to do? I know that's such a pain in the butt it's, having to deal with something like that. 
it's so funny because when I when I did my news video on this particular news bit, I completely glossed over the fact that he's 25 years old or 26 year old. I'm sorry. So it's like, OK, that changes it a little bit um, it's like this girl's going to high school and suddenly I know where this 26 year old James Walker just kind of walks in and goes, I'm going to protect you. And it kind of gives a little bit of a romantic feel with the, the cover art. So there you go. That whole thing, which is. Typically, yeah, anyways, we'll see. We'll see if that one stars it. I don't know. I, I feel I still think the big chested young uh or the, the short big chested uh Kohai or was Senpai is gonna probably have more controversy next year than this one. I think this one will probably just everybody'll gloss over. Probably. But we'll I mean, see. They they I they did push back a little bit on the um the rain, what was it? Uh we had after the rain and then, after the but rain. He was so pushed. He pushed her away like the entire time. But yeah. no, like we had one season where we had Hikahito, which that was a huge controversy. And we also had that same season. I think it was was the other one with the um, what was that? What was that called? Uh, it's like nasty love or something like that. What was it called? Shoot, your love, your love is disgusting or something like that. I don't remember. It was I, it was basically like the one I, where the I guy. I think was, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, the guy. The guy was a was a worker, really successful worker. It was really handsome, and like his his little sister brought over her friend one day, and he love at first sight for him. So it's basically this adult fell in love with this this his younger sister's uh, friend from school. That one. I, I don't blame people for thinking that it's offensive because it pretty much gets to a point where it's like, okay, we're doing this. That dude was not shy. Um, anyways, there you go. That's happening. More more age gap love romance. Lo- gotta love it. Uh, during Love Life Super... I don't have a problem with it, by the way, because it's characters in the story. I, I honestly am not offended, but yeah. During Love Life Superstar live stream, it was revealed that Love Life Superstar will be getting a third season so what i think this is the first time right that a love live is getting a third season usually it's two season it's done i don't think we even have any other ones that are three seasons i don't so. i think you're right um they usually it, it feels like they should go for a third season but they never do yeah so it'll it'll be interesting and this is one of my favorite uh groups if i remember right so yeah it was the one that i was enjoying the first part and then like when they got in the second part they blew up the <laughs> the cast is like a whole bunch and i was like eh. I don't know if I want to... My whole draw was the fact that it was a smaller group, but now we have a large group again, so... But yeah, I kind of want to go back to watch Superstar, honestly. So we'll see if I can get caught up on it before the third season comes out. <clears throat> Probably not, but I'm going to try. <laughs> well, I'm so far behind on all the Love Lives because I uh, I, I do love uh, Love Lives, so... Yeah, I... I it's it's funny because in, I in Nijigataki, so I don't think I'll ever watch that one. Well, but I do it, want to watch Superstar. It's funny because I um out of the two, I, I found myself being more drawn to the Love Live groups because um Idol Master I wanted to get into and I just never did. Love Live just does better with the storytelling to me. There's like one, <laughs> there's like one Idol Master, so there's Is not it? much to get into. Yeah, Cinderella Girls, and they got this new one coming here soon. I don't think they did another one besides Cinderella Girls. There might be another one besides no, Cinderella Girls. No, there was Girls. Idol Master and then Idol Master Cinderella Girls. Could be wrong. I don't but, know. Yeah, it's, it's, we'll a, see. it's a game. So that's why there's a bunch of Idol Masters. I know there's a, it's a game. Yeah, was, was, it, was it the Berserker Rider uh, was always like taking breaks to watch uh, to play the next Idol Master whenever it came <laughs> out? It was it was great. So rip. 
Uh, let's see here. Moving on, we have the Twitter account for Manga Time Kirara magazine revealed Stardust teleport, uh, Telepath Manga is getting a TV anime adaptation. So, this one, like, the artwork looks so much like Utawaramano. I don't know if it's, like, maybe somebody's involved with Utawaramano or not. It looks like Utawaramano. The key art does, not the not this art. <laughs> the, I think the manga art looks completely different, but the key art looks like Utawaramano. But no, this one is, let's see here, lost it. The story follows a shy girl named Umika who is afraid of speaking with others and has trouble making friends. One day, a transfer student named Yu appears. Uh, as it turns out, she is an alien who can read others' feelings by touching the, her forehead together with them. So, there you go. She's afraid of speaking. Is she going to speak to somebody who's, who's an alien? That's a captivating <laughs> synopsis. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, At least she's got the art going for it. They should have. They should have done the typical high school girl uh, opening. <laughs> typical high school girl. It can't. Can't. Uh, <laughs> can't alien. talk to anybody. Typical high school alien. alien who can figure it out with <laughs> touching his head, her head. Whatever will Whatever she do? do? <laughs> what is a typical high school girl to do? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Anyways, the great cleric manga novel uh, and novel is getting a TV anime adaptation. I'm not sure why they decided that they're going to say that it's going to be a novel and He's a typical manga. high school boy. <laughs> yes, typical high school boy. Earth was on the brink of... No, this is the Earth. No, this is a different one. Uh, the manga is based on the hit light novel series. So is he's the manga typical, being adapted. He's a typical high school boy that turned into a salaryman and then is going to a fantasy world where... He's a cleric? He he <laughs> cultivates the powers of a cleric, and oh yeah, by the way, he's super overpowered with it. But ever, whatever will he do? Whatever will he do? <laughs> whatever will he do? Uh, it's actually an ordinary salaryman who cheats death, and now must find his way in another world as whatever a great will he do? <laughs> healer. No, as specifically a great healer, not a healer, a great healer. And he has a bunny girl. Whatever will he do? It was so funny because at some point there was we we used to have fun actually trying to tell what stories were, but now the titles just give away everything. <laughs> it's, he's a great cleric, so he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a cleric, obviously. Uh, the website was open. A website was open for shy manga. Do that one, Chris. That one's an actual very obscure manga title, but no, it, it actually kind of interesting. This one. Uh, Earth was on the brink of the Third World War when superpowered individuals came forth from each country around the globe, ending the conflict and ushering in a new era of quirks. No, uh, of relative peace. Amongst those heroes, Japan is represented by a timid young girl known as Shy. She may spend more time worrying about her own shortcomings than she does battling villains. But she'll show the world that despite it all, she has the heart of a hero. I like the fact that she's timid. Her name's Shy. And then her battling outfit's pretty much like a one piece with high boots. <laughs> Absolute zone. <laughs> right? It's like, I wonder if she can't choose her outfit or something. That's why she's forced to wear it. Like her normal self, I think I'm assuming this is a normal self, has like the whole really long skirt thing going on. So... It makes sense. Uh, short shirt, though, so you can see the belly. But anyways, there you go. I'm, I love I, it. I'm watch. kind of interested in that one. Kind of interested in that one. 
Moving on. Uh, I, I was surprised to realize that Anaplex Fest 2022 happened since last time we had a discussion. So I do want to go over a couple things that were announced during then, which obviously one of the biggest ones was Veronica Kenshin getting a remake. They released a new trailer for it. Um, they did announce that it was going to be a readaptation of the main manga series, which I think that was a big question mark that a lot of people had. Uh, they released new character visuals. So Samurai X or Ken- uh, Kenshin? I mean, they could do the whole thing, but... I hope. Yeah. Going to be done by Leiden Films. The The trailer looked good, though. Um, it was very... Um, it, it It's not ufootable, but I think Leiden Films is doing a really good job considering, so... And they better. They'll get some pushback for sure on that <laughs> Right. You can't, you can't just go wheelie-neely into this one. You can't just make it a full CGI... You can't just make it a full CGI. <laughs> I'm gonna let that one sit. I'm gonna let that one sit. Uh, but no, I'm I'm pretty super pumped for this one. Uh, but yeah, that's um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Leading films, like I said, the the PV looks good. Hopefully, they'll do that quality all the way through again. It's it's kind of one of those things where Ramona Kenshin's like a cash cow, so it was it was inevitable that they would do another anime adaptation. They've been doing like nothing but live actions and stage plays, so. It's, it's inevitability. Why I remember his name being Batasai is beyond me. <laughs> uh, another big news that came out of the Anaplex Fest was that Nier is getting an anime adaptation. So that's kind of huge. <laughs> uh, official title is Nier Automata version 1.1a. Um, but yeah, they ran two trailers, one for 2B and 9S. It's being done by A1 Pictures and looks exciting. Um, looks like they technically have Yoko Taro involved. He looks like he's been... Pretty much, he pretty much took full responsibility if it's good or not. So it looks like he's taken full responsibility. It doesn't look like it's something that's just going to be a cash cow throw out there. Um, obviously, a lot of our our own near fans in our community are really excited for it. So it, it, it has me feeling promised for it. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, Atari, My Dear Moments, visual novel is getting an anime adaptation. It's going to be done by Troika. So, again, another good sign that Troika is getting out of Pretty Boys and doing other stuff. <laughs> So, uh, apparently also director and series composition writers for Bloom Into You, which they, my gosh, Bloom Into You was such a phenomenal anime. I have full uh, expectations of good stuff from them, too, working on this project. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. Looking, looking forward to it. That was the one that was a vision novel they had for Anaplex EXE or whatever for Steam. I picked it up, but I never played it. I didn't get it. didn't get a chance to, even though it's in my library. One of these days I will. But, yeah. Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai's got an announcement for a sequel anime, which is going to combine two books from the light novel, including Does Not Dream of Sister Venturing Out and Does Not Dream of Knapsack Kick. So, more Rascals coming. I still need to watch the movie. I don't know if that's available yet on Crunchyroll. I don't know. But I need to watch that. I do need to watch it, yeah. It was a really good series. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Has one of the best sisters in anime. <laughs> Uh, probably one of the biggest news that came out of that, and I think it was super leaked way long before, was that, yeah, Fate Strange Fake is getting an anime special. Now, it the, the special is just going to be one episode. It's going to be Whisper of Dawn, which will be on December 31st um, during the Fate Project New Year's TV special. They're planning on doing both a simuldub as well um, at the same time, and it's being done by A1 Pictures. Of course, this is a series that was ri- originally written by uh, Narita, who did Bacano and Durarara. So, basically a really, really good writer, because both Bacano and Durarara are fantastic stories. So, I'm kind of, I've been kind of looking forward to this one, because I've heard nothing but good things out of the source material. 
yeah, that and that that's that's why I'm I'm very curious of it. There was something about it that um that has my interest in this one as well. I don't remember what it is though. But yeah, looking forward to that one. And I, I would assume they're going to do another. They're going to do an actual series after that. But for now, all we know is that they're doing this one special. So looking forward to it. Um, let's see here. Uh, I guess the the only other big news that came out of that Aniplex thing was that uh, an original story, apparently written by Jenner Bucci, is getting an anime adaptation, which is Eisen Flungel. I think it's Flungel. Uh, really weird name is getting a theatrical anime film. Again, this was something that apparently was written by Jenner Bucci. Um, it, it was kind of funny because during the Aniplex festival, at some point they were mentioning this idea that this is like a project that he they were going to adapt a long time ago. And he kind of felt like it wasn't they were kind of at the time when they were talking about adapting it, they were going to put it into an animated series and it was going to be dragged out the story. And so they pretty much like canceled the idea because they didn't want to they didn't want to put a bunch of fluff in there that would really ruin the story. So they apparently came to a decision. Finally, they wanted to make a film out of it and that it would fit better. And so that's where this whole thing comes from. So it's in a world. Huh? Somebody's going to die. Probably. It's in a butchie. Okay. It's in a world. You like those ones. Those ones, whenever they start with those in the synopsis, that's always a lot better than the, uh, you're an ordinary typical high school boy. Uh, in a world, dragons rule the sky. Mankind still dreams of flight of some, uh, of someday dominating the heavens in their stead. Even in times of war, the passion young pilot, Carl Schnitz continues to chase his dreams Taking in whenever I butcher a name, it sounds worse in that voice. Uh, taking up his wings of steel, the revolutionary new aircraft, the Blitz Vogel, to challenge the Kaiser Drach, the fastest dragon that can fly at supersonic speeds. What's a Carl gonna do? What's a What's a Kaiser Dash supposed to do? Um, yeah, looking forward to that just for butcher, but we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's going to be turning on one of those things where, like, actually, Jenner Bucci wasn't involved in all the project. <laughs> it's, it's my new coin. When, 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 Bucci when, Gate. Whenever when, something comes out with Jenner Bucci's name on it, everybody goes, mm, but actually, Jenner Bucci didn't do anything. And when, when, when half the cast doesn't die in the first five minutes, you'll know it's not Jen. It's not Jen. <laughs> He's wrote stuff where people don't die a lot. Bubble. Yeah. What? Bubbles? Bubbles. Bubbles but everybody didn't die? Cla- but then everybody claimed that he wasn't involved with Bubbles, so that's oh. probably why. That's that. That's what I just said. Well, technically, the whole world kind of... Well, I don't know. They, I think they escaped before it got too bad. I don't remember. It's been a while. Well, shoot. They... they When... when uh, what was the... Um, the Mecha one that he did, I mean, the, the first episode or two, like, ha- half the cast was in the process of passing, and then n- nobody else, because he only got to the third episode, and then it's like they shoehorned certain people dying in, in towards the end, so, yeah. Stop making fun of All No Zero. I don't like All No Zero. You can make fun I of hate the that guy. Season. You can make fun of the ex- second season. You could be mad at Slain, but he's still your, your best boy, and we all know it. Chris's favorite character is Slain. Um, our last news, apparently Kentaro Sato, the mangaka for Magical Girl site, called out Elon Musk on Twitter saying that he owes him $1 billion for using his an image of the crying girl in a meme on his Twitter feed. So apparently, just to let everybody know, uh, you are no longer allowed to post memes on Twitter because you will be sued by mangakas. <laughs> we all know why they called out 
we all know why he called out Elon Musk. We all know why. Um, I, it's one of those funny things where it's like, I don't know if he's being, if it's a joke or not. Like, I don't know if the mangaka is joking. Obviously, I, unless Sato has some special agreement with his publisher, typically they don't have any legal standing for something like this. The publisher would have to go after Elon for using the crying girl in a meme. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like a billion dollars. It kind of makes you think that it's a joke because he's saying, I want a billion dollars from Elon Musk for using my drawing without permission. Um, but immediately afterwards, post a link to his manga so you can buy it. So it, he's banking on it. He's obviously banking on the the attention it's getting. But at the same time, it's like that meme was Elon posted that like in March or something like that. So it's like somebody went, hey, by the way, he, he used your picture in a meme. And he's like, oh, I want a billion dollars because you just bought this company for a lot of money. I want some of it. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things like, well, he just wasted all that money buying Twitter. He doesn't have a billion dollars to give to you. <laughs> but it is funny. It, well, but I think it brings up the important question, though, because this is another one of those cases just like with me on YouTube, where if I post a video on YouTube and I use fair use in the United States, YouTube will post it in Japan where it's no longer fair use. Same thing here. If Elon posted a meme of crying girl on his Twitter feed in the North America, it's fair use. But by the way, it gets posted in the servers that go to Japan and thus becomes not fair use. It, it, it I made a video on this and it's kind of a more interesting question. And I probably like to get Chris's perspective on this is when are we going to finally make this clear that the, the fair use laws exist in Despite the fact that Japan does not recognize fair use, the idea of Elon – if Elon was in Japan and he posted this meme on a Japanese network, he'd get in trouble because, again, they don't recognize fair use. But because this is a, a, but because this is a company that's in North America that recognizes fair use, he's able to do this, and you can't sue him for a – and again, don't know if he's joking or not. You can't sue him. It's just not going to happen. But it brings up the important question of – where does fair use begin and end? And yes, any any platform, which is, I think it's an important thing for us as anime fans who like to show screenshots, post screenshots online. Um, I mean, if you look in the replies in this tweet, you see all these people going, oh my gosh, I can't believe he used your artwork. He's a terrible person. And you look at people's Twitter feed and it's full of screenshots and other people's art. And it's like, <laughs> rules for thee and not for me, maybe? I think it's more. This is my personal opinion. It's obvious Probably. because Elon. Let's be, let's, yeah, let's, I, let's I get would, that out of the way. We understand that. I would lean more towards he's just going. Oh, Elon just used my picture in a in a thing. Hey, like you were saying, kind of a joke thing. Shame, shame, shame. You better give me lots of money. And all that does is it's generating. Uh, it's generating a whole bunch of uh, click chat uh, chatter back and forth on it. I seriously doubt he really is expecting Elon Musk to give him however much money he's actually thinking or made the joke that he's going to get. Um, even if, even if his, his the court systems, he Elon Musk has got gobs of money as far as uh, attorneys that he can you know shoot right back. Even he probably has Twitter attorneys in in Japan that he can fight with. I seriously doubt that anything's going to come of this. However, it does bring up the interesting aspect of, um, because obviously this is a meme. The interesting aspect of, if, yeah, if it's, I, the giga, it's the Chad meme, 
She's if, crying. He's like, Psh, ancient instincts will guide me. If I was to go on the aspect of um, memes in general, can you, um, because there, there's further interesting discussion that I, I'm sure that Andrew's going to drag us into, but I want to kind of hit this kind of aspect first. The idea of using, because technically that is actually a manga panel character, right? Yeah. Okay. So somebody actually took the manga panel out of the manga and put it on on this meme. Can you separate um, between the aspect of, if it's just a meme where somebody takes a picture and kind of has a facsimile of that character or actually taking a panel and pulling that out of uh, a, the manga and putting it on your meme. It, that would be kind of similar to the memes involved with the anime where uh, like um, the one with the uh, just last season where we had the girl come tumbling out of the, the closet with her, uh, her pad in her hand and she runs across the room and, and we did the little clip of that and turn and because somebody wanted to make that into a meme. Where do you draw the line between something that is because fair use, you're using a an image, a, a, an, an idea of the character, something to imply this is that character. That's that's how doujinshi's or work and, and stuff like that is you want to see something with that character in those situations. And so therefore, doujenshis really are prevalent because of that idea. But I I have no bones that the original author is not writing those doujenshi. So where where does that line uh, get drawn? Because I've always been of the, of the sort that... Um, as long as you alter it a little bit, it's not technically the original artwork. So that's the kind of loophole in, in using something and making money off of it. You're not supposed to actually use that original brand uh, artwork for something that you do and make money off of it because then that's when the co- copyright stuff kicks in. Um, and so I've always been kind of on on Dojenshi mostly because you're using that it's not their original artwork you're just using a no, it's like, an image or a what what is the the, the term the uh, weirdness of the Dojenshi thing is that again over here and I don't I don't know what other countries um cover it the way that we do but we have a fair use law which is basically as long as it's transformative and you you change it in a certain amount it, it's not that bam I did this thus I cry fair use. It's just that if you were to take it into court, you can claim fair use based on this um, this amount of effort that you made to transform it enough or that you were parrying it or that you were using it for news purposes or whatever. The oddity about Japan is that they just don't recognize it. No matter if you alter it, whatever, if they see any inclination that you have something similar to what they own, you will get sued. Dojinshi is this weird thing where they suddenly go, it's kind of like, what is it, the purge or whatever? It's like we, they just give this one day where suddenly just break the law and sell my character in, in these in compromised positions. It's like it's legit. That's Roxy or that's Eris or that's this character. That's that's Lum. It's just it's there. You know what it is. And it's like they completely allow it. It's like, again, it's almost as if they're just 
They're just allowing them to get the urges out by allowing them to sell their product in these. It doesn't always have to be in, in compromising ways. It's just these short stories, but it's, it's just e- that's easier what sells. To, yeah, it's it's easy. <laughs> their to booth point is going to get cleared out pretty quickly if you got some compromising stuff in it. Again, it's it's almost like again the joke is it's like the purge, it's like the Japan government just or at least the publishers and stuff came to an agreement. Let's just let them get it out of their system for a day. Let's have them have their little comic cut or whatever, and let's have them sell the donjinshi. And then once that's over, stop. Don't touch our products again. Get away from our products. It, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing that they just kind of have over there. Sorry. No, it it, it, should, <laughs> it is it it is one of those things that it brings up the interesting question of at what point does that line uh, get crossed? Of when when are you? Um, cause I seriously doubt that, like I said, I don't think that this guy was re- is really expecting the Twitter CEO to actually give him lots of money. It's just of- right now. The thing is to yell at Elon. Yeah. And he's just joining in so he can get some, some clicks probably. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what his past is and what his, cause that's really the only way you can really tell if they're being jokey or if they're being malicious or whatever is just to see, I mean, what, what was their opinion really on this whole thing? And everybody's obviously voicing their opinion on it. I don't care to get into it. Um, I'm just kind of sick of it. And I hope everything kind of settles down here soon because I'm kind of tired of seeing everything about this. But uh, it is it is still it's relevant to anime. And I think it's, again, relevant to the concept of, at least for me personally, a coverage of this stuff. Because like I said, I don't expect this to bring up the question, but it technically could bring the question to Twitter as a platform of where does your post begin and where does it end in a legal matter? Because, again, yeah, if if you take it from the perspective of Japan, he broke the law. But if you take it from the perspective of where Twitter is located in headquarters, it's not. It's fair use. So it, it's that whole thing of like, do we stop memes? Because well, it's Japan's gonna, gonna see it, that. It, it goes into an even more interesting question that that comes up that uh, uh, that I'm sure that we're going to get into at some point is the idea of the. Um, when when does that stop? I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you if you actually if we go on the aspect of if this guy is really a- expecting that and everybody's backing him up on this, let's real, go through everybody's Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, if we go in this idea of the real, uh, uh, he actually does mean this, and everybody needs to back him up. Then we go into okay, every other business that's doing this, and mm-hmm. when when are you going to start? Uh, are you going to be okay with um, Anime News Network actually having to pay for every image on his, on their on their website? Uh, Crunchyroll. Um, every has to go through every forum post. And if there is anything that is not authorized by a actual oh, yeah, all those, artist, Ooh, all the avatars of people yeah. that are posting on anime That's a big question mark. Cause you're allowing it. Yeah. You're, 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 it. you're gonna, this is going to get out of control real quick. If we, if we're actually expecting this to ha- happen, don't, don't, don't fool yourself. This is not something that. I mean, you really want to unleash on the world. And that technically did go to one of my points that I made in my video was that I, I, I just want to remind people to keep their their opinions in check and this idea that, well, because, again, like him or hate him, if you don't like Elon Musk, that's perfectly fine. But keep in mind when you go out there and go, oh, Elon Musk, get him because he did this. He's He used the crying girl. How dare he? It, it, it always comes back. And yeah, technically on Anime News Network, when they made an article on this, they were mentioning the idea of like, well, because this this art obviously brings joy to so many people with memes, he should just 
pay $1 million, billion. He paid a lot for Twitter. And it's like, okay, well, let's look at Eminem's Network's Twitter feed. And you go through that. It's got tons of images that you know they don't own. They don't own pictures of Konosuba. They don't own pictures of all these other characters. And again, yes, Chris kind of took it to the next level. Let's look through the forums. Let's, let's look how many people, how many images of other people's work is being posted on your server and is now physically in your server as data that you're holding, which is illegal. Uh, it, 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 you're going to open that floodgate. And that was, again, we're, we're, I'm taking it to extremes here, but I just want to make a point to this. Um, my whole perspective is, do we really want to get to a point where every time you post a picture on Twitter, you have to submit court records that you own that property? I don't want to. I just want to post my stupid picture of, I don't know, random girl from Immoral Guild doing something inappropriate. I don't want to care to have to contact the company to say, can I post this picture, please? Um, otherwise, I'm going to get charged a billion dollars. It's just, it's, I don't think anything is going to come from this. I don't think anything can happen, but I think people should sometimes keep that stuff in check. Keep that in mind when you're pushing this kind of stuff. You're 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 kicking a hornet and a hornet's nest, and eventually it's going to sting you. But, anyways, yeah, I, I agree. I that that that's my main point is that when it comes down to it, um, it's all it's all, I I don't I personally don't think that he's actually expecting this. But when it comes down to it, if you really want to. Get the, if you're actually taking this from the aspect of I believe that he's he's being real and he's actually wanting to sue uh, Elon Musk, if you're going to back him, understand that there is consequences to what you are asking for and that those consequences will come back to bite you in the butt because I don't think anybody is innocent in this one. Everybody has has dirty hands on this one. Um, everybody posts the memes. Everybody posts the memes. Everybody has pictures that they went. Oh, this is this is awesome. I I, I want to put a picture this picture up on on uh, Twitter. It, I mean, I've done it. I I've taken pictures of my screen and and posted it on on Twitter or whatever have you. It everybody's done it. So if you start doing that, every one of us, you're you're probably going to clean up your Twitter feed real fast. <laughs> better otherwise you're going to get for every single one of them a billion dollars get ready for it now that is that is the the funny thing about it is just that it, it like i said before it kind of opens a can of worms and i don't think anybody wants that so there you go there you go that's that's all the news that was fit to print all the news that was important to us that should be important to because it's important to us so definitely a lot of fun stuff there we do have some time for some some questions which i didn't think we were going to pull off so um, I once again get to go through the submit question area and try to find questions amongst people conversing. Uh, TCB says anime with OPEDs you like and said songs being the only thing you ever consumed from said anime. Oh, you only consume the OPEDs and you haven't watched the anime, right? Is that what I'm saying? The obviously the one that always comes up is uh, gosh dang, what was that one? I think it was Jennifer Witchy too. Um, the one with the purple hair or the pink hair girl and she has a sword in her chest and he pulls it out and fights. I hear that song all the time. I've never watched the show. Guilty, um... No, Guilty Gear with, uh... Guilty Blade or Guilty Queen's Gear... Blade? I did something in there. It's something in the middle of there. Guilty Gear Guilty is a thing. Uh, Queen's Blade? Blade is a thing. There's two very different shows. Guilty Crown? Guilty Crown is an. There is it is. Show. Guilty Crown. Yes, Guilty Crown. I hear the music all the dang time, and I've never watched the show. I do want to watch the show. Um, I've I've heard mixed, very mixed on it. So, 
that's that's the one that immediately comes to my mind. I, I can't really say there's many that I listen to on a regular basis where it's like that's all I, I really listen to. I mean, there's been plenty of shows where I really love the OP or the ED, and then I drop the show at some point. That's limitless. <laughs> Absolutely limitless. I mean, technically this season we had um, the Human Bug University. Love the OP. Probably never going to watch it again. Um, but, yeah, not too not too often. Well, yeah, technically the ED for uh, Wolf Girl and Black Prince. That one was really good, but I never I never finished that show. And I listened to that song quite a bit during that season. So there's another one. But not not it's not like something I go out of my way to to watch this or listen to a particular song and not enjoy the series. So any. Yeah, any not really. Um, Off the top of my head, I can't think of any that I've actually gone through. I, I can think of a couple that I've heard the songs. Um, but I can't think of the name of the shows. It's, it's one of those that I know that there is some out there that I have never, I technically never actually watched their show, but I have heard their songs and that's kind of normal because of the fact that I've listened to kind of, um, anime music stations and there's going to be a few, but have I actually went out of my way for that one particular song and not bothered to do the show? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I uh, have the memory of a slug. For <laughs> that's the problem. It's it, there's too much, and it and it's kind of one of those questions that you just don't you, you, and you don't think regularly. Like, hmm, man, what kind of songs do I like with a show that yeah. I don't watch? It's not something you commit to your mind. I guess is the best way to put it. Havoc says, Andrew, do you regret that your short time in California when you quit your job, uh, your day job, and started fully investing into the YouTube channel? What were some of the reasons for the move initially? And finally, do you re- do you not do you regret not sticking it out there for a while longer? Um, I know your answer some. I know you have answered some of these already, but I would be cool to hear your retrospective now that some time has passed. Um, for the last question, there, not really because things changed. Like something happened here recently that completely makes that irrelevant. Either way, um, but no, I think. I think the only thing that I really regret about the whole situation with that specifically is just the cost, like moving there and moving back cost a lot of money. And so it almost feels like a waste. Um, granted, I don't, I usually don't, I'm the kind of person that believes that I don't, I don't spend too much time thinking about wasted, um, things. So yes, technically having to, especially with the way back, I had to get a U-Haul and that that's like $1,500 right there. It was very expensive to move back. Plus cast prices were going up the time. Um, it cost a lot of money. It obviously put a lot of strain on my um, family that helped me out with the move there and back. Um, there was a lot of things in play that was outside of the picture and not just the scope of money. But I'm not the type to go and dwell on that because I always find that everything is for a purpose. And I think especially right now with the situation that I'm not going to get into in specifics, um, I always – I want to keep that perspective in my mind that nothing is a waste. Everything, no matter if it's a grand failure, is for a purpose and it all leads to your – not just experience but um, also – I don't want to say it's like a fate thing. I'm not into fate or predetermined or anything like that. I'm not into that kind of stuff. It's just I feel like you yourself grows through everything that you go through. Um, but yeah, I would say I probably wouldn't have moved to do this full time if it weren't for that process, because it was a, again, this is the whole aspect of everything is for a purpose in your own mind. If I didn't go there, cause my, my initial thought was 
go there, get a job there, and move on. It wasn't until I got there that I had that feeling of, I want to do this. I want to make Otaku Spirit my life. I want to make, I'm going to try that. I have the money there. Why not try it? And so it technically did spark with me being there. And I don't know that I would have done that if I was here. I'm probably still doing that stupid job I was already doing or that was working me, you know, 80 hours a week, killing me, physically killing me. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would have quit. I, I, it, I think it required me to get away from it for everything that happened with the Taco Spirit to happen. So, yeah. It, the, the way I look at it is uh, it, it's not necessarily because I, I – if I was in the situation that Andrew was in, I, I don't think I would have regretted it because it was for a very important reason. Yeah, at the it time, because he didn't ask it, well, the reason for the initial move is because our other brother was there and I was trying to support him. So. And it doing that was important. Um, it kick-started something that he wanted to do. Um, and I would have, if I was in his situation, I definitely would have as well. I mean, there was, you either do it or you don't. Um and then, the, so regretting it, I wouldn't have. I, but that's not my. Yeah, I mean, I even say that I've I've said it before. This idea that, well, if I don't know how long it's going to take for the the nest egg that I have goes away, it's still being depleted. Um, when that does finally get depleted, I'm gonna feel like it was a failure that I regret it. No, I had a lot of great times. I had a lot of fun doing the Mashuko videos. Was fantastic. Had a lot of fun with that stuff. Will I never do them again? No, I'm going to still do a lot of this stuff. It's just I'm not going to be able to do it with <laughs> the, the frequency that I do it now. Uh, Mashuko videos might take a lot longer if I have if it doesn't work out and I have to go back to my, you know, a, a normal job. But I'm never going to regret it. Um, even with all that nest egg put away and, and just poofed, I, I'll never regret it because, again, everything is experience in life. And if you dwell too much on what you've lost, you never gain. Um, you know, go forward, you gain two. Go back, you gain one. That's that's uh, a wise person once said that, and I think no, those it's, are. It's you, if you go forward, you gain two. If you go back, if you retreat, you, you only gain one. No, you lose one. No, you gain one. You lose. You one. gain. You lose one. You lose. You went backwards. <laughs> if you retreat, because they, they would point out that if you retreat, this wise person once said was specifying that if you retreat, you you gain you know your freedom, you live or whatever. Yeah. But if you go forward, you gain two things. It's, it's, it's a really it, wise it's, person. It's, um, it, I think it, it was, it, uh, was it Sueta Sue, yeah. Sue the, th- the Third or something like that? Um, no, it was uh, Mercury Witch. Addict. No, it was it was Prospera. That was, her, that was the name. That was the person that made that quote up. It was Prospera. The Great Prospera. Anyways, remember. this is going really weird. <laughs> but I hope that answers your questions. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day. I, I, I've always gotten to the point now where I don't like to really – talk about things that are really too personal but every now and then i'll get to a point where it's like i know i'm comfortable enough to talk about it um we got comfortable at some point talking about our father and stuff like that so we'll see we'll see if some point i can talk about it but that's about as far as i get into it um andrew uh, sci-fi genie says andrew will you be going to japan for the crunchyroll anime awards no no unless they pay me and i'm actually a part of it (laughs) Uh, I guess I can say at this point we're now halfway through November and I have not been contacted by a Crunchyroll. So I, I'm I'm either assuming they don't want me as a judge or they're not having judges. I'm going to assume I'm my speculation is that they're not going to have judges this time. I think they're going to look at a 
probably a method that's going to be full fan related, or they're just going to pick their own nominations, which I can totally see as well. But um, I don't know if anybody out there has heard another judge mention that ju- judging again, but me, I have not been contacted. I'll check my junk mail, but <laughs> they would have, they would have contacted, they, in previous years, they've contacted us within a week or two of the season starting for fall. So being that we're halfway through fall, I don't think it's happening. So, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I wouldn't go to Japan for the country awards unless they paid for the flight. Um, and they probably won't because I'm not gig or something. <laughs> they don't pay unless you're, unless you're somebody that brings eyes and not, I'm not en- that enough important of to it. them. Yeah. Enough of I that. bring ears and they don't care about ears. Unfortunately, sorry, podcast listeners. They don't care about you for some reason. Most, com- most companies don't care about listeners. Um, anyways, Sci-Fi Genie also says, Chris, will we ever see a video with you physically talking about something, not just audio? I, I don't know how many videos you want of me. There's like three of them We've now. We've done like two or three at least. Two or three. Um, but yeah. Uh, what was the... the didn't, you, didn't you link you me to, to, to have to go to something? Account. You have to go to my OnlyFans account. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to see your fans. Didn't you... Oh, right here. You marked this for to make sure that I did this one. Because um, somehow I missed it. Forestick Man says, what software do you use for podcasting in YouTube? And what do you do in terms of editing? I personally have always liked Adobe Suite because of their ease of use and powerful tools. That sounds like an ad for Adobe. Are you are you working for Adobe, Forestick Man? I think he is. Um, <laughs> He's a bot. It's like it's like an entire paragraph of like I use Adobe Suites for because of their ease of use and powerful tool. They have a great system where you can contact them in order to get a free three three years of service. <laughs> it's embarrassing for me to actually say what I use. I mean, I think the only thing that's decent that we really have is our our microphones, which we use XLR microphones. They're condenser mics, so they're not necessarily good for podcasting. There's there's other ones like the the one that you see like on literally every Twitch streamer has that same microphone. All, all the major podcasters use it, but it's like $300 or something like that. We, uh, we, 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 we get good what we have. We've promised that we were going to get better, uh, mics a long time ago, but yeah. we never have gotten there. Eventually one of these days, we um, did try, didn't we? Yes, we got, we had, we bought two and they were, they came damaged and we sent them back. And then I didn't want to buy them again because, um, Amazon one got mad at me, but no, and it was, no, it was actually a huge problem. I think the problem that I ran into was that it was a, it was kind of scary that they came damaged and they were almost not going to take them back. And that scared me because like, that's a lot of money for you guys not to support, um, it being coming damaged and refund slash fix it. Anyways, that aside, um, yeah, just basically X, uh, condenser microphones, which are technically for like music, music and stuff like that, but they're really, they were like, 80 or 90 dollars really not that expensive but you get a good sound out of them and that's pretty much what i went for um but yeah for the youtube and the the youtube and the uh that kind of stuff specifically i got gifted a really nice camera and it's one of those it's one of those gifts where they're like i'm not buying you a gift for five years it's that kind of it's that kind of pricey camera and it was a Essentially, it was gifted to me by my mother. It was her way of saying that she wanted to support what I'm doing, and I greatly appreciate it. It's a um, 7.3, Sony 7.3 or something like that. It's a really nice camera. For the editing and stuff like that, don't laugh. 
iMovie. I have tried so many other softwares. I have not tried Adobe Suite specifically just because of the price, but I've tried a lot of other ones like Olive and stuff like that, trying to find something that doesn't cost a lot of money because, again, I'm technically trying to conserve money here and I'm trying to I'm trying to not spend money as much as possible in order to get this stuff going as far, far as possible before the nest egg runs out or I, the money starts kicking up. Um, and I, I kept having problems with everything else. Like all of the big problem I have with Olive is that for some reason, when you get something as complicated, if you get your, and I've done this on multiple computers, so I not, I know it's not my computer. I've done this on two computers now. At some point you get so complicated with your edit that the sound just stops. It won't let you hear the sound. Actually, sometimes it just cuts in and out and I can't edit when it's cutting in and out. So Olive's a no. <laughs> and uh, it just uh, it comes down to a point where I'm trying other stuff, and then I'm like, I'm getting behind on my stuff that I'm doing. I go back to iMovie. iMovie, I throw it in there. I cut, send out. It's it's super simple. iMovie's like super simple, um, which I think the only reason it's running is because it's on a, <laughs> what now, 11-year-old computer. Um Eventually, I will upgrade stuff. It's just right now I'm I'm dealing with older stuff, and that's becoming a problem more now recently than ever before, especially with the Mushuko videos because those videos can be raw, um, an hour and ten minutes, and I'm having to edit them a lot and getting them exported. Sometimes it just breaks, so eventually I do. I might just have to just stomach it and buy new stuff just to process stuff faster because it's I'm getting to a point now where it's taking a lot of time out of my creativity of putting stuff together or watching shows and making video videos, the editing and exporting is, is taking that time out of me. So I don't want that. Can but you imagine the amount of for content now. when, when, when we get big enough that Andrew's completely stable and we're working on have on, somebody edits and everything. And, and, yeah. When, when Chris can start getting involved, can you imagine the amount of content you guys are going to get? Hint, oh hint. We'll have to make a, a whole studio. We'll have like a whole IGN setup going on. We'll be the IGN for anime. Get right? away from Anime News Network. Can you imagine that? Get away we from actually get, get away from the A&N other anime. show that doesn't even talk about anime that has a studio set up. Um, actually, can <laughs> start competing with A and N. Hopefully, eventually. But yes, um, it's it's not it's not cute. I, I I can't tell you I have some crazy blazing speeding computer or crazy software setup. I just use what I have that's at my fingertips. Um, again, try and just get through get through the rough spots until I can eventually get some stuff that actually does well and doesn't annoy the hell out of me. I had one time, which one was it? It was the Paul video, the Mashoko Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation Paul video because I wanted to put the two chapters in one video and it came out to like, I think, was it 48 minutes or 50 minutes, something like that? And the, the original Raw was two hours. That's how much I cut <laughs> Um, not that I'm cutting content out. It's just, there's a lot of mess ups. There's a lot of checking notes. There's a lot of, um, restating things. So it's clearer. Um, but it was two hours that I cut down to basically about an hour and it literally killed my computer. I had to export that like four times before it finally, it finally exported properly. That was, that was bad, but yeah. Uh, for audio, I didn't mention we do, we just use audacity. It works like audacity. I'm super impressed with how good Audacity is for a free software. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of other options out there. It's just this one works and it works really well and I have no problems with it. So yeah, that's, that's, 
that's what I do. That's me. So there you go. Mock me with my iMovie. I think iMovie is the worst, the part that I hesitate talking about the most. I think most people are like, what? iMovie? He uses iMovie? It's free. It's simple. It works. You just throw stuff in there. It does a Ken Burns stuff. Ken Burns looks cool. Ken Burns. Pre- That's the thing. Is like I, if I ever went to another video editing software, I'd be afraid of losing Ken Burns because Ken Burns is technically what's keeping me from getting copyright strikes just because it auto pans your pictures you throw in there. Um, it's a really cool effect. And I think it's technically licensed by Apple because I don't know. I don't know if you can do Ken Burns. At least you can't do it automatically. But I think the the animation effect that they do is Ken Burns and it is, I think, licensed, but I think you could probably do it by yourself. But anyways, that's OBS for streaming. Yes. If anybody cares to, everybody uses OBS. No, there's stream. There's like stream labs or something like that. I thought about trying that at some point, at least for maybe future interviews, because man, setting up that interview with J- Peter from J-List was like, I had to do some funky stuff with OBS and two computers. And I think that something like Stream, I think it's Streamlabs, um, does all that stuff automatically. I'd probably do that next time. But yeah, that was fun. There you go. That's that's me. So hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's, that's, that's all we're going to do for today. Let me mark that so Chris doesn't tell me to go see it again. I'm like, I already did it. No, he... he said that he four stick man yelled yeah just like everybody else that yells at me for not doing their video he wasn't even next was he yeah we actually missed him are you sure but i i don't it's i blame everybody for talking in that channel pretty much (laughs) i blame everybody that talks in that channel now i gotta find out the one that i just did that I'm, i'm gonna be missing now um if i don't do it now i'm gonna forget but yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this discussional podcast episode. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody for the questions that they submitted. Again, if you have not yet, you can go to our Discord. There'll be a link inside the the notes for this podcast episode. Um, or you can go to talkaspear.com. We have a link there. You can go join our Discord. We have a great, great community of people there to talk to about anime. So if you love anime, it's a place to be. If you hate anime, go somewhere else. <laughs> That's going to be my new tagline for the Discord. Come there if you like anime. If you don't, don't. Uh, but yes, uh, great group, group of people there to talk to. Also, specifically, we have our anime uh, awards happening right now. So if you've watched anime in the year of 2022 and you want everybody to know what your favorite anime are, um, definitely jump in there and join into our channel, the OS Anime Awards. Uh, we are currently in the spring, which I think is concluding today. So we're not doing spring anymore. We're probably going to be starting summer uh, awards by the time that, the time that you listen to this. Um, so if you want to get your picks in for the best of the summer season, you can do that. Eventually, we'll get into all the other stuff. I think from summer, we'll be moving into probably best girl, best boy, a whole bunch of different categories that we're doing. We're not the Crunchyroll Anime Awards where we only cover the best action and it's everything's filled with, I don't know, Chainsaw Man probably this year. <laughs> we cover everything, a lot of different categories. That way we have more stuff being celebrated. You know, we're hitting a lot of the genres that a lot of these other companies don't care about because we want to make sure that we highlight as many good anime as possible. So, yeah, thanks to Ira, as usual, for handling all that stuff because it's a pain in the butt. It's lots of stuff to do. So, but yeah, again, we're at talkerspread.com. It's where you can go for all of our links. We have social media links there, Discord, uh, ways that you can support us, including Patreon, our tips link, and all that good stuff. Uh, a special shout out to Yari, who recently gave a contribution um, on, on one of my live streams on YouTube, and it was just a massive amount, and I really do appreciate it. Um, like I told him at that point, and the people that were in the live chat, 
it's just that it's stuff like that that keeps the stuff going. Um, every bit that you guys do, whether it be through monetary or just by sharing us out, clicking on the like button on YouTube videos, sharing out our YouTube videos, commenting on YouTube videos, everything is a help, and I greatly appreciate it. So, with all that said, thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed, and y'all take care. Oops. Oh,